People ask me all the time if I'm an actor, and I always say, only if the cops are around. As a filmmaker and a director and a writer and an actor and all this other stuff that I am and don't get paid for, uh, I do every now and again get the chance to talk to newbies, new people. Uh, so I was at an acting class yesterday. There was a mix of, uh, of amateurs, pro amateurs, and just newbies. And we were going over uh, how to do like screen tests and a little bit of acting and things like that. And it was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I got to use my new camera, which is the Sony a7 III. I'm so proud of myself for having a new camera. And one of the things that kind of hit me was a lot of these folks are, you know, they have an agent and the agent's doing the best they can as far as classes are concerned. But the, a lot of times when it comes to teaching acting, uh, you either need to have years and years and years of experience or you just need to know what you're doing. And years of experience is a lot better than just knowing what you're doing. I kind of have both. I know what I'm doing and I have years of experience. So between the two, I can speak to people who've never acted before. When I was talking to these folks, a lot of them you could tell were just reading. They're just reading the lines or they're just repeating back the lines and and literally acting the way they think they should act. Now that's not acting. I guess it is acting, I suppose. I mean, it depends on your level of, you know, what you actually want to see on stage or on film. I personally want to see good acting that I believe and I and the person is a good person and I know this person exists and I believe the character. I don't feel like I'm watching a movie or a TV show. Being an actor, you have to consider what it means to actually be someone else. What is their life like? What was their day like? What do they eat when they get up in the get up this morning? Do they like pancakes or do they hate pancakes? Do they want kale or would they rather have a beer? Uh, you know, the, the character is in there. You can you can see these things in the writing. It's hard to do in an audition on a cold read because you don't have any clue what's going on. Uh, on a cold read sometimes they give you a, they give you a block of dialogue that takes five minutes to to say and is filled full of hard words that happens sometimes and I think sometimes casting people do that just to trip you up to see how you're gonna react just in in it it kind of says if you're a pro at it if you've read a thousand scripts out loud and you've done this audition 50,000 times because if you've done it that many times, you've gotten a role or two. That is, if you're any good. Some people just aren't any good and they go and audition anyway. If you're not any good, become a producer. You know, do that instead. So a lot of times in the, in the, in the copy, when you're reading the sides, especially as an actor, when you're reading the sides, you'll see things in there uh, that, that the writer included. Little sides or he picks at his fingernails. Well, if he picks at his fingernails, who does that? Does a person who is high on life pick at his fingernails there's a person who is very upset and about to cry pick at his fingernails not really i mean they could i guess but generally no when somebody's picking at their fingernails what are they doing pick at your fingernails right now just do it pick it pick up your hands and pick at your fingernails what are you doing how does that make you feel and if you're a sociopath it doesn't make you feel anything and that's okay because you're a sociopath and we all have our demons but if you're a normal person, then you're nervous, you're antsy, you're anxious, your blood pressure's up. You're like, oh my god, what am I gonna do next? Oh, this is gonna, this guy's gonna come in and kill me, or my girlfriend's gonna leave me, or I can't, I'm gonna bounce the check when I write the rent. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh my god. 
You know, that's that's the feeling behind that. And that gives you a sense of character. It tells you where that character is coming from in the words they're about to speak. Now, one of the other things that they had problems with was a few of them picked a, a monologue that wasn't so good. Um, it wasn't really their fault. I mean, they're new, trying to figure this out. My biggest suggestion for finding a monologue, if you're having trouble finding the right monologue that makes you feel like you can get up there and just nail any audition that doesn't require sides, and then you have to you know, work on something new, when they just get a monologue, you get up there and you show your stuff. You know, strut like a peacock. Uh, sting like a bee? No, you don't want to sting those people. It might not let you in. I would suggest that you pick the right monologue. And when you're first starting out, if you're a newbie, if you've never done it, or if you've been doing it a little bit, you know, maybe six months to a year, and you just haven't found your, you know, the the right niche, or you haven't gotten on your game yet, and you're still wishing you could do better. When you first start now, the the monologue, find one that fits your personality. Find the person who is you in a TV show or uh, a movie. And yes, we try to make more modern stuff and modern people are not portrayed as real that much anymore. And when they are, it's usually not good. But um, sometimes, you know, you have to figure out who you are. And a lot of times people pick monologues that are a character uh, they think they are when they really aren't. They, they they have a perception, you have a perception of yourself. I do this too, I, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. You perceive yourself as one person, but that's not who you actually are. Because it's hard for us to watch ourselves on a daily basis because we're inside of our own head. Literally, we're looking out of our skull. That's exactly what we're doing. And it's very difficult to go around and watch yourself all day because you can't take your eyes out of your head. I mean, you could, but you might not see anything. But you have to ask yourself this. When you're picking roles, you're picking roles. Are you picking the roles that you're just wishing you were more like? That you wished you were? You wish that you could be this person? Are you picking roles that are actually opposite of who you are because internally you're not an extrovert, you're an introvert, and you've been fighting being an extrovert all your life? Being an introvert doesn't give you friends and you want to have friends, so the only way to get friends is to go out and talk to people, which means being an extrovert. But it's against who you are, right? Does it make sense? Maybe you're picking monologues that way and I would suggest that definitely find a monologue that fits your taste and sensibilities. Find out if, if it's not see, if it doesn't seem right. I once read the monologue from Hell on Wheels call Meanie. Uh, he read it. I think I said that right anyway. Probably not. Um, he, he read it. it was the opening monologue for the bad guy from Hell on Wheels, the TV show. I loved it. It's great. Love. Loved it when Meanie read it. When he did those lines. Is that me? Am I that grandiose? I'm pretty grandiose. But I'm grandiose in a different way. I'm real lo fast and loose and fluid. I don't really have the mindset that we're gonna do it this way or you're all gonna die. That's not who I am. I'm pretty flexible. People assume that's who I am because I'm very sharp and I and I speak my mind and I have a carbonagnum forehead so that scares people off too. All you have to do with me is say, hey man, do you think it'd be better if we did it this way? And I will actually think about it and I may do it. So I'm not that kind of guy. Meanie, his character in Hell on Wheels, is that guy. He's gonna tell you to piss off, go take a hike, jump off a bridge. 
we're doing it my way or you get out because that's his character. Is that me? No. So as a starting actor, I was trying to pick up that monologue and it was falling flat and I couldn't figure out why it was always falling flat, why I couldn't get into the character, why it ended up just me being a guy reading off of a script, even though I had it memorized. And that's why, because it didn't work for me. It wasn't my kind of character. It's not who I am. I'm a, I'm a goofy guy. I'm a fluid guy. I'm a fast talker. Obviously, I'm a fast talker. So that's what... Once you get the monologue that fits you and who you really are, the character needs to re resemble you. That's your base. That's where you start from. That's what you begin with because it's going to be easier for you to work in the mannerisms and and twist the character and mess with the voice and play with the intonations with the character that is resembling you obviously that's what it's going to do as a writer uh, as a filmmaker what i do a lot of times i run into people who are they can be decent actors they got they kind of understand the fundamentals, but they've never been taught anything. And I realize that those folks could be good actors, but it's going to take a while. I'm not going to get it done tomorrow. Well, I need to film tomorrow because I need a reel or something. What I do is I write around them. I find out who they are. I spend some time with them and they can't figure this out. They're like, why are you doing this? Why do you keep stalking me at my house? I mean, I'm trying to use the bathroom. You're hiding under the sink. I got to figure these things out. I got to know who you are. And, you know, that's just the way it goes. So you got to put up with me, you know watching you eat at two o'clock in the morning while you're watching old reruns of Happy Days. But once I figure out who they are, I'm able to then craft the character, the mannerisms and what they're doing around that person's personality, the actor's personality, which then allows them to be more free as an actor because do you, you know, they say, oh, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand this line. Can you explain it? And I look at it and I explain it to him and I said, now, how would you say it? And it's okay with me because I wrote it in their voice in the first place. But that's what you need to do. You need to find a character that's in, that's really close to your voice. And when you find that character that's close to your voice, you start there and work your way out. It's kind of like I was explaining uh, to one lady, it's like a, a dam is nice and strong, but if it's got a little leak over time, that little leak turns into a river, bringing down the dam. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm proposing is that you start off with the little leak to be able to expand your acting abilities to where you can break down the dam. Once you get that monologue and you get it perfect, get it nailed, forwards, backwards, you get it perfect. Then, my my opinion, my in my opinion, as soon as you got that nailed, you grab another monologue that is the exact opposite of the character you've been working on all this time. And the reason for that is you will get it will give you range and make you audition better it will show the people sitting there when they ask you can you give me a little bit more this or do you have one that's not so aggressive or do you have one that's not so sad and crying all the time bam got it in your back pocket you pull it out and you're a completely different person that's an actor yeah there's some character actors we do what we do uh, I'm a guy that just does what he does. I'm, I'm me, and I generally don't go out of my comfort zone. There's some people that are really beautiful actors. The guy from The Blacklist, uh, he's on Stargate. Oh my God, what was his name? James Spader. That's right, James Spader. James Spader is a chameleon. He is an absolute chameleon, and he's a powerful actor. Same way with Dustin Hoffman. He can be a chameleon if he wants to. The original Batman, Michael Keaton, another chameleon if he wants to be. They don't do it, those guys don't do it as often as James Spader does. James Spader 
deserves awards for his acting. If you watch him in Stargate, the original Stargate movie, sci-fi, that's the guy. That's Daniel Jackson in that movie, if you if you didn't put it two and two together. If you've ever seen that movie, it's the same guy that plays Reddington in The Blacklist. Same guy. Absolute, absolute chameleon. Fool you every time. And that's what, you, you know, as an actor, you want to be able to do stuff like that. That'd be great. You say, say how many roles you could get with that. But again, it also shows range. When you find a, a, the monologue that's opposite of who you are, it shows range. It shows you you can put on, you can actually act and make it convincing. And that's awesome. That's really what you want to do. And it shows them that you're a pro. And you can, when if you're giving direct, given direction by the uh, director or whoever, that you're going to take it, you're going to do it, and you're going to run with it, and it's going to be good. Also, too, you got to you still have to look uh, for more than what's on the written page. Make sure that character in those monologues, make sure you have everything about them nailed. You got to know exactly who they are, what they are, and remember to follow the stage directions. As a, as a newbie, uh, you really need to to read that paragraph and 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 figure it out. I have uh, one screenplay that I wrote, and only one person has ever gotten this. Well, yeah, only one person's ever gotten this in the in the stage direction. It's a king talking to uh, a guy who's running the rebellion against his king. It's really just an exercise that I wrote for two characters that are completely opposite. And those characters, one is a king who's like, aha, I'm the king. What are you doing trying to ruin my kingdom? And the other one is a, is a young young man or woman that's like, I'm just here to try to help the people. People are suffering and you don't understand. We love you as a king, but you're hurting us as a people. We have to do something. You've given us no choice. We want to help you, but you're killing us. That's the contrast between the two characters. And the king is actually jealous and, in, and envious of the power that this young man or woman has. And he, in the stage direction, it says he leans in to whisper into his ear so no one else can hear. I wish I had an army of you. So what he's, you know, what he's doing, it's in the stage direction. He leans into so no one can hear. No one else can hear. I wish I had an army of you, right? No one ever did it. No one did it. They read it. They had 15, 20 minutes to read this monologue, this script, this little skit that I got going on. And not one person, but one, one person, one person has done it, but he was a professional actor. He knew what he was leading. To, he was leading acting classes. No one else. No one else got it. And I have to point it out every time that we read through it. You're supposed to lean in and whisper because he doesn't want everyone to hear that he actually envies and wishes that he could find someone like this guy in his ranks who's loyal to him. If you find that piece, you see it and you do it. They're going to notice it because 90% of the other people out there aren't for some odd reason, aren't going to read it, register it and do it. I haven't had it done yet without having to tell them to do it. So it's very, very, very important to read the parentheticals, the parentheses inside the script of the dialogue. And just like the script that I wrote, uh, when he leans in and whispers in his ear, you do that. That's character gold. That ties you to the character, how you do that. And that's what you want. If they see the character jump out at them at the audition, that's the character. That's that's the guy that I think he should be in the movie. You got the part.
One of the other big things that you need to know is that as a new actor or someone who's trying to get in the business or just wanting to act, period, remember to follow the directions of the casting folks. If they keep telling you to go back to where you were or they keep giving you the same direction, or changes every time. It says one of two things to them. Either you haven't been listening or you need to learn to be more flexible because obviously you think they're wrong and you're they're not wrong, you're wrong. You don't know what's going on there. You could be falling out of focus. You could be falling out of the light. You could be walking away from the microphone. If they tell you to stand on the spot, you stand on the spot. If they say, don't say this, don't yell that line. There's other reasons behind it, especially when it comes to the physical in an audition. You could end up breaking something. Maybe their audio is not good. Maybe their audio is too good and you're going to peak and then you're ruined your audition because you didn't do what they told you to do. Uh, I'm not trying to pick on anybody here, but those are the little things you have to listen, pay attention, do what they say, practice your art, right? And, the, and it is art. Acting is art and it's work. And it's hard work. One thing about it is all these things you think all these people tell me what to do. How can I ever be myself? Well, you're the artist and the director, they wanted you because they believe you can further their art because the director's art is the overall film. Your art is that character, right? Your art's that character. Absolutely. Absolutely. So whenever I cast somebody for a film, I'm looking for them to fit the, 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 preset I have in my mind. What do I want this person to do? And if you walk in and you do it, I'm going to be blown away. I'm going to be like, oh my God, that's great. Sign that guy up right there. Give him an ice cream cone. Let's go. Take the direction, but don't let it ruin your perception of yourself as an actor either. You got to remember, they're not trying to ruin your career. They're not trying to make you screw up. They're not going to laugh at you when you're done. They want, they want you to blow up and become a major star. Why? Because they also blow up and become a major star. They make a film that's just badass and really great things guess what they're gonna get to do again make another film oh yeah so they want you to be perfect they want you to be perfect one other suggestion i have uh as for acting is i, I this is gonna be controversial a lot of people are gonna disagree with this but i don't think every role should be fun let that sink in a second i don't believe every every role should be fun let me put it to you this way. Did the Terminator have fun? No, he was a robot. He didn't have fun, right? But if you're up there smiling and giggling and laughing, um, cut. Let's do, bring down the emotion a little bit. Uh, let's make him more robotic. And you're gonna end up in a, in a feedback loop and you're gonna be walking around looking like you're breakdancing because you won't understand. And that goes to character. In my opinion, if the bad guy is a, is, is, is a tortured soul that only wants revenge. You at least need to come from a place that understands that instead of coming from a place that I only want revenge. I'm Paul G. Newton, and uh, I'm really glad that you stopped by to listen to my impromptu acting class. I actually did just kind of put an outline out and just went off and crazy. Um, I do have a feature film under my belt. It's not very good, but that's not my fault because the writing was awful and they were paying me. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Uh, I also have my website where I take photographs and you can buy anything that you want to there. It's very nice. You should check it out. Uh, also my blog, I have a blog that gets technical some days and gets personal others. It's kind of interesting. You should check it out. It's paulgnewton.com. It's my website and you will love it or money back guaranteed. And since it's free, you know, what do you got to lose, right?